0: Surprise, surprise! I don't do bonus episodes very often, but I kind of just do them when I feel Holy Spirit leading me to. So today I'm going to give you a special bonus episode that is very, very fundamental to this whole podcast, but also to my soul healing wholeness journey. So stay tuned for this one. Go grab your coffee and get ready because here we go. this isn't a game of ding dong ditch. And don't worry, I'm not a solar panel salesman. I'm just here to see you, friend. Whether you have spit up stains and cluttered counters, or you're still in your heels from work and just getting dinner started, take a minute and come sit with me. Welcome to The Jar Podcast with your host, Lydia, certified teacher, homeschool boy mom, oh Lord help me, and marriage ministry leader, bringing you tough lessons from my own journey to soul health and wholeness. Together each week, we'll discuss our struggles, pain, and shame. We'll combat labels and lies with biblical truth, and we'll work through our mess and come out stronger, more confident, and rooted in our identity in Christ. So move your pile of laundry over. Better yet, let me help you fold it while we talk. Thanks for letting me in. Now let's get real. before I jump into it I want to make sure that if you're listening that you are a part of my bigger community in Facebook called the Christian Wife and Marriage Community. Go find it in the show notes or in Facebook and join us in there where we dive deeper into topics like this and we find encouragement and support for one another. So during a dark time in my life in my marriage just really a time when I was falling apart in every way possible, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, all over, uh, relationally. Um, It was just a really, really dark time, and I had some people that spoke into my life and who mentored me, and um, I went to a Christian counselor and all of that, and you can hear more about some of that on other episodes, but there was one friend who gave me a book called Soul Keeping by John Ortberg. I have referenced this book in other episodes and I just recently bought it because I had read her version and I'm a big highlighter mark in the margins person and I remember reading it but I only had a few notes to go by so I bought the book. I have it here sitting next to me. And it reminded me of this story that I have not yet shared on the podcast and is the whole reason why this thing started. So I'm going to tell you a little story and maybe I've hinted at it or told pieces of it before, but the full story here is that my husband and I were separated at the time and it was New Year's Eve and we were starting to reconcile and sort of work on things, but we were still living apart and we were not together for this new Year's celebration and i was sitting at my computer where i used to journal because it's a lot easier for me to type and i type a lot faster and so i used to have a journal that that i would keep in i don't know notepad or something it wasn't even online and i sat there with a blank screen for i don't know five ten minutes i didn't i was just feeling so down i had nothing to say i had no thoughts I didn't even know how to process my feelings and I I wasn't crying or anything I was just kind of sitting there numb you know sometimes when you just feel the weight of everything it's you just don't even know what to feel or what to think so I was just sitting there and all of a sudden my fingers started moving not that I didn't have any control over them but I didn't have any thoughts in my head before I typed. Normally, you know, when you type something, you think of a sentence or a word and you're thinking one step ahead of your fingers and you know what you're about to say. And if you don't know what you're going to say, you pause and you keep thinking and then you just resume typing when the thoughts come back. I had no thoughts and my fingers did not stop once. And I typed out this whole thing that I'll call a, a poem of sorts that literally was a download from the Holy Spirit and speaking to me. And it was, I mean, I had goosebumps. I started crying. It was such an experience of love and of outpouring of his presence in one of the worst times of my life. And I'm about to read it to you. I haven't read this to very many people, but I feel like maybe you need to hear it. And it's where I got the name of the podcast. And I know I kind of hinted at this in one of my episodes where I interviewed my counselor. But I didn't read this whole thing in full. And I've, I've gotten some topics, some um, content for this podcast from it. But I haven't really gone into the full thing. So I'm going to read it and then I'm going to share a couple thoughts. It's called The Jar. Up on a high shelf it sat... Anyone that came by admired it and looked up at its beauty. The jar was a treasure, a prized piece, used often to pour delicious things for people and fill them up, but when its job was done, it was placed up high again. As it sat abandoned, over time it gathered dust, dried out, and began to crack. Those that used the jar ignored the cracks, hid the cracks, lied about the cracks, or pretended they weren't there. And so did the jar. The jar loved being used for such important work and hated to think it wouldn't be of such use and value if a crack was there. Ignoring those cracks soon turned into a couple chips falling. Instead of asking for help in putting the broken pieces back together, it refused to admit reality. Others continued to ignore or were unaware of the obvious signs of wear and tear. When one day the entire jar shattered with the slightest bit of mishandling, as it fell to the ground and exploded into pieces, those shards forcefully spewed in all directions, hurting anyone within reach, those most unaware of what was happening. Most turned in shock at the sound in the mess. <gasps> that perfect jar fell? That jar broke? How could it fall? That was my prized jar, and now it's ruined. Some of those hurt people stood by and shook their heads at the pieces as the dismembered vessel lay there, helpless. Others watched it frantically try to pick up its own pieces and force them together in a haphazard way, only to fall to pieces again, now even more helpless and messy than before. Others turned their backs and considered it useless garbage now, their shard stuck tight, still causing them pain. Still, Sun said, call me when you're of use again and not a mess. Then there were those who formed a circle around it, and instead of stepping on the sharp pieces or sweeping them into the trash, they lent a helping hand to the potter who heard about this fall. With sadness in his eyes, but with steady, sure hands, he stooped down low and gently placed each piece back in its place. Sometimes he'd ask for someone to hand him that piece over there. He'd turn and ask another to grab the glue or another to bring a cloth to clean up the mess. He placed it in the refiner's fire to seal and heal it, strengthening it once again. He could have done it all on his own, But he used those around as healing instruments, as tools to show the jar just how valuable they are. How if it weren't for them, the jar would still be missing pieces. The scars are still visible. Others may pass it by, assuming its weakness and inability to be used. But now, the flaws aren't hidden, and it no longer is ignored or precariously placed on the edge of the top shelf. Now the potter's hands swiftly mend weak spots, allowing it to pour out once more. It is scarred, but it has a new finish and a new shine to it, which now causes some to hesitantly say, it still works? What about the cracks? Are you sure it won't break again? Especially with all those cracks, once broken, always broken. But those that stayed to watch the miracle, those that helped to do the work, know who holds it together, and they trust the work that he has done. Now the jar sits stronger than before, and is of better use than the dry, cracking, chipping, perfect one that it was before it broke. I guess my message today is short and sweet and it's that there's hope. Bottom line, there's hope. No matter how damaged and shattered and broken and useless or invaluable you seem to be or feel, that's not how God sees you and he is willing to meet you where you are, stoop down, pick up the pieces and rebuild you, reclaim you, remake you into something more beautiful than you ever could have been before the breaking. He is hope himself and the more that we allow him to mold us and we relinquish that control to him and admit (laughs) finally surrender and inability on our own, the more that he can do with us what he wants and make us into something that's going to sparkle even more, shine even brighter for him, show others even more what he can do for them. So whatever story you have that is filled with pain or hurt or damage, maybe you just need to hear that it's time to let it shine and show the healing that you've done. And if you're one of those pieces right now on the floor, it's okay. He's coming and he is right there and he wants to help rebuild you. And one important piece that I gleaned from this, that the Holy Spirit was trying to tell me in giving this to me, was kind of based on that book that I was reading, is that I needed to be more aware of the own state of my soul, of the health of it. Where was I in my thoughts, and my feelings, in my mind, my heart? Where was I? Because being unaware of all of that is what led to slowly breaking apart to finally just shattering. And I learned that he can redeem and rebuild anything, no matter the extent of the damage, but that now I need to be a better keeper of my soul and pay attention to the little things that he's whispering to me and how to take better care of it and how to rely on him and not my own abilities, my own strength. So maybe you need to hear that too. So just how Holy Spirit gave that to me and taught me things through it, I hope somehow that he continues to speak through it to you, to your heart and give you something new, something that he wants you to hear through it. And I would love to hear what that is. If you come over to the Christian Wife and Marriage community on Facebook, I would absolutely love to hear how the Lord used this message to speak to you. I'll see y'all over there. Loads of love, Lydia. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. I'll see you next Saturday, same time, same place.